You're listening to The Healthy Sensitive. Welcome, everyone, to The Healthy Sensitive, a podcast for highly sensitive beatniks and creative renegades who want to come alive without burning out. (laughs) I'm Leah Burkhart. I'm an introvert, a highly sensitive person. I'm a writer, a creative, and, of course, a health coach. So I'm the person who's ultimately trying, at least for myself, to figure out how to stay healthy and serene and content while also bringing forth the creative, I don't know, elements, jewels that someone hid inside of me and that I'm going digging for. (laughs) Anyway, uh, and in that vein, what I want to talk about today is, uh, I guess I would say I want to talk about balance, but even that doesn't quite hit it on the mark. I guess what I'm really aiming to talk about here is pacing. I'm, at least in the physical sense, I'm actually a pretty good pacer. Uh, I've run half marathons. I've run a couple of marathons. And I'm a great hiker. Uh, Basically, I'm a professional walker. I can walk all day long, no problemo. And I can run pretty long distances. And what I'm trying to figure out right now is how to bring forth that skill in the physical realm uh, that, or that skill that I have in the physical realm into the realm of creativity and entrepreneurship and uh, community and connection. Because for a long time, and I know I've made mention of this many a time in the podcast, but for a long time, I really struggled with, I guess I'd call it the yes problem. Like I said yes to anything and everything. Because I didn't want to be the sensitive ninny. I wanted to put on the armor. I wanted to put on the mask. And it wasn't entirely a mask. It wasn't all false. I was a bit of an overachiever. I still am. And I enjoyed the the satisfaction that came with a, a dopamine kick from the to-do list, check-off list here. And uh, uh, I got that finished over there. And, oh, I have this degree. And now that certification. And now I've achieved this thing. And I have that trophy. That wasn't all just fake. I, I wasn't doing that to please someone else. A lot of that was to please myself and, and for the satisfaction of learning and of growing. And, you know, so that part was all gravy, baby. But there was also a quality to it where I, I didn't know how to control it. And it started to control me. And it didn't help that I didn't have any understanding of what it meant to be, or rather have the trait, uh, high sensory processing sensitivity. I just thought I was a weirdo and I thought, well, I might be a weirdo, but I'm also a go-getter. So this, despite the tremendous discomfort I'm feeling, is just something I'm going to do anyway. So I spent a good chunk of my life doing a whole lot of doing. I achieved a lot of achievements. (laughs) And that worked because I live in a country that prizes that and celebrates it. And I did well uh, because... The strengths that I have matched and mirrored the strengths that my culture 
celebrate and look for. So as an example, it was pretty easy for me to do well in school because those are my strengths, like listening and writing and, and thinking and, and logicking. <laughs> that stuff was relatively easy for me. I, but I was also creative and I was also thoughtful and I was also ethereal and I, I liked spending time in spaces that were private and daydreamy and uh, opaque but I didn't give myself much of that opportunity because that wasn't celebrated and <laughs> no one pays for that or at least no one seemed to be paying me to do that stuff so come on kid go go out there and do something pragmatic I did and I even found a way to be pragmatic while also doing something I enjoyed like I, I got two bachelor's degrees in politics and economics and I thought I'm gonna go into health policy yes and then I uh, discovered that health policy is awful. <laughs> so then I thought, okay, I don't really want to spend all of my time trying to get people health insurance. Maybe instead I want to spend my time getting people health information. I want to give them the tools to make themselves as well as they possibly can so that they go need to go to the doctor a lot less. So went and got my master's degree in holistic health education and got a certification as a wellness coach and all, you know, all the things. And I love it. So this is not an episode where I come to all of you and say, oh, woe is me. (laughs) I screwed it up. Now I have to start over. That's not where I'm going with this at all. I just think it's interesting that for so long, I, I guess you could say I went to an extreme. And it wasn't that I was a bad pacer, but I was, if you're an athlete, you probably know for yourself, at least the the first indication when your body is going out on you. So if you're running, you can feel it. Like you can feel it in your bones when your glycogen stores are just getting depleted. When you're on a bicycle, when you're on a walk, like there are times when your body is just not willing to keep going anymore. And what's nice about that is your body is pretty tangible. It, it, gives the indicators to you and it gives them unapologetically and unarbitrarily like there's not this vague quality to it it's it's very apparent but i wasn't really paying or, or tuning into that in the arena of my intellect and in the arena of my work and so i started getting anxiety And that anxiety led to sleeplessness, and the sleeplessness led to depression. And depression, when you're in the middle of a holistic health education program, is the most painfully comical kind of irony. (laughs) Like, hi, I'm a health coach, and I'm losing my mind. (laughs) So, going through that phase of life was obviously really helpful to me as most people who report any kind of growth will 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 say i mean any a lot of the intellectual uh, titans talk about the the value of pushing yourself beyond your limits because once you do that you know where the limit really is there's no guesswork and it's much easier to identify when you're coming close to it you won't go over your limits too often uh because, well, the brain, once you have that experience, the mind learns from it. So all of that having been said, I sort of did the inverse for a long time. I started saying no to all kinds of things. No, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. It was sort of like a re-entry into 
a more sophisticated toddler phase of no. No, I don't want to go out. No, I don't want to connect. No, I don't want to have to do more work. No, I don't want to move. No, I don't want to be in a relationship. No, I don't want to be in this house. No, it was all kinds of no. And it was liberating to, to, to disentangle myself from all of these obligations. And there was this lightness and it was like moving all of the furniture out of a house. And now all you're left with is this empty space, pure potential. What a joy. But the thing about pure potential and empty houses is that at some point you might find that you want to start filling it again. You might get a new cell phone and you'll be amazed how quickly you start downloading some of your beloved apps that you didn't even think you would need and suddenly, well, there they are again. So that started to happen. I had removed so much from my life that it was like, okay, fresh start. Now I want to gradually begin to reintroduce things. And so I went from a place of very little productivity. It's like, hey, I got up, I went to my work, I came home, and then everything else was, a, was about my own self-care exercise and meditation and reflection and journaling and cuddling with my dog and then cuddling with my cat. And, and I loved all of it. I still love all of it. And when my batteries felt like they were properly charged, I thought, okay, I'm ready. Now, what do I want to invite back in? And the first thing was, of course, the healthy sensitive, because having gone through that pain of not really fully understanding what it was that made me so weird, not really understanding what kinds of things fed me and what things depleted me and not really having a grasp of all of that and having to learn it all the hard way. I mean, I would have loved it if I if there was a source of information where someone could just have explained all of this to me and I could have said, yeah, that's me. Oh, thank goodness. I'm not, I mean, I am weird, but I'm not the only one. I don't have to feel like a little island in the middle of nowhere. I'm I'm not so alien. Well, I might be an alien, but there's other aliens on this planet. So that would have been tremendously helpful. I might still have had to learn things, many things the hard way. In fact, I'm, I'm almost positive I would have. But I don't know that it would have been quite as painful. There's a tremendous... Uh, soothing quality, tremendously soothing quality that comes with another person who can look you in the eye and say, I've been there. I've felt that on my own skin. You're not alone. I'm here with you. Don't worry. I know you're in a dark hole right now, but I've got a ladder and I'm going to climb down there with you because I've been here before and I know the way out. And you don't have to follow exactly the pathway that I used, but <clears throat> don't worry you will find your way out and you'll be stronger for it when you're on the other side. That probably would have been all I needed to have gotten through it with maybe the same amount of pain, but a whole lot less suffering. All of that is to say that, you know, I went through all of that. So now I, I want to invite this piece back in because I want to connect with other people. And even if there's just one person who overhears this podcast and says, yes, I'm not the only one. Hallelujah, baby. Yes. <laughs> um, if that's all that ever happens, that's more than enough. That is all the joy I need. I, I just, if one person out there smiles because they hear my voice and they say, wow, there's another quirky weirdo just like me. Whew. Sweet. <laughs> um, that'll be enough for me. And so there we have it. 
now we have the inspiration. We Now you know where the juice is coming from. You know where all the excitement is coming from. So that's great. Now you know my why. And the what, the what I want to do is, you know, podcasting and coaching and online classes and YouTube videos. Yes, I even have a YouTube video now. And um, I watch my own videos, by the way. And I this is terrible self-promotion because I'm going to let you know right now. They're awful. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because I did them. And maybe someone will see my awful videos and say, oh, well, if she can do that, I can do something way better. So my hope is that you'll see my clumsy videos and say, well, if you're willing to do that, sweetheart, oh, watch me do my thing because I'm going to do it so much better. Um, so anyway, I've got all of that going and I'm lo- I'm proud of it. And what I'm seeing come out of myself is this like, I don't know, avalanche, like this overflow of creativity and thoughts and ideas and excitement. And while this is all running, I'm also noticing myself, uh, quiero aprender español, I want to learn Spanish. And ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm realizing that at the hospital that I work, I there's tuition reimbursement. I mean, obviously they won't pay for everything, but there's an amount that they would give. And I think, well, sheesh, I should take advantage of that. So maybe I should get a master's in something like social work or psychology, because that would complement what I'm doing really well. Notice the speed of my voice, by the way. Um, Or maybe I should do a deep dive into yoga therapy, because that has moved mountains in my life to a degree that I, I don't know I can quantify. And I thought, yeah, I mean, it's robust and it's long but and it's arduous, but it seems like that's right up my alley. And all of these things are expensive and all of these things require a time commitment. <laughs> and Oh, and by the way, I also want to run uh, community circles where I come in person and connect with people one-on-one and I want to have uh, support groups that I lead at the hospital and outside of the hospital and I want to do online forums. <laughs> like, I want to do all of these things. And somehow... I also want to have peace, solitude, serenity. By the way, I also want to have uh, the bandwidth for relationships. Relationships that aren't just with other highly sensitive people or with my tribe, but relationships with my quirky, super duper extroverted people. And my non-sensitive, have no problems with self-promotion, crazy entrepreneur people. And my wicked, sarcastic, edgy, punk rocker meets chef people. Like, I, there are these incredible characters in my life. And I want as much bandwidth that can, as I, I want a lot of bandwidth to be available for them. And I want to have time with my dog and time with my cat and time for meditation and time for, again, are you seeing or rather hearing the speed of my voice? I'm sounding a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And I was astounded, really, by the avalanche, by the onslaught, by the overflow of all of this enthusiasm. And I conveyed some of this to the yoga therapist that I work with. And he teased me a bit uh, in the gentlest fashion possible. And he did say, well, it's very common for people who have had an experience of a certain type of imbalance for many years to start taming that imbalance only to find themselves in the throngs of yet another's type of imbalance. And so now you're in this new arena. And when I described the experience, he used the framework of Ayurveda, which is helpful for me because I resonate with it so deeply. And in case you're curious, this is a little bit of a tangent, but it's useful as a background piece. 
Uh, Ayurveda is an Indian practice of medicine. It's kind of similar to Chinese medicine in that both see the body as an ecosystem rather than as a machine that is malfunctioning and that we need to fix. So seeing it, like the, the idea is to support the system and healing itself, as opposed to assuming that we need to do external things to, to force it to heal. And just to be clear, by the way, uh, both are fabulous. So when you are noticing subtle shifts and imbalances in your body, or even just uh, chronic conditions, Seeing the body as an ecosystem and supporting its own natural healing is wonderful. When you're having a heart attack, um, no, do not go to an acupuncturist, an Ayurvedic practitioner, or a Chinese medicine person. That Don't do any of that. You go to a doctor, a medical doctor, preferably a surgeon, who can open your chest and force your heart to start beating again. So there's a place for all of it. This is not a space where I'm trying to go poo-poo on Western medicine at all. But because I'm a highly sensitive person, and my guess is if you're listening to this, you are as well, or at least you know someone who is, we have a tendency to identify things that aren't quite right a little earlier than the average person. And it can be frustrating for us when we go to the doctor and we know something is off and they think maybe we're hypochondriacs. And it's like, no, I mean, I know this isn't a big deal, but I also know this is an indication of something that's off. And I'd really rather nip this in the bud now than wait until it's something serious and then have to take like the atom bombs worth of drugs that I know you'd prefer to give me. And doctors don't have the tools for that. Not really. But Ayurvedic practitioners and Chinese medical practitioners and... uh, I don't know, therapists, things of that nature, they do. They, they can work in that realm uh, more effectively because that's, that's their sweet spot. That's their wheelhouse. So all of that is to say uh, Ayurveda is built on a system of doshas and there's vata, pitta, kapha. And I won't go into too much detail here. I, do, I am uh, going to be doing a more deep dive presentation into Ayurveda and the doshas in my membership site. Uh, I, you'll notice I also did this in my YouTube video. It's like I did a little bit of a eh, and then said, sorry, you're going to have to come to my membership site for the rest, mostly because I don't know how many people want a deep dive into Ayurvedic practice in a podcast. <laughs> so saving that for the goofballs like myself who want the deep dive into Ayurveda, come on down. Um, and so, yeah, if you want a deep dive and you can't afford the membership fee, just send me an email um, and I will, I'm happy to work with you and get you that content. <laughs> anyway, thank you for coming with me on that tangent. Uh, so anyway, in the Ayurvedic realm, Pitta is fire and water. So that it, it rules the digestive system. Vata is air and space, or symbolized by these things rather, and so it rules the nervous system. And then kapha is earth and water, symbolized by earth and water, and it rules the, the fluids in the body as well as the organs. So for most of my life, I had a vata imbalance, which according to most Ayurvedic practitioners is just about all Americans everywhere. <laughs> so any American who lives in America typically has some version of a vata imbalance unless they've been doing a lot of work on themselves. And that's because vata is the easiest one to stir into an imbalance. That's the first reason. And also because we live in an incredibly stimulating environment where there's lots of things that are constantly vying for our attention and lots of things, therefore, that can disrupt our our nervous system. It's not rocket science. Pitta, though, is uh, something that... 
well, it still can be aggravated by many Americans, but it's like the secondary one, and then the last one to get aggravated by Americans is kapha. So anyway, for years, as I mentioned, thought to imbalance, that was my issue. And then I, I took care of it. I mean, it's not completely fixed. It's not like, okay, wipe my hands off. <laughs> We're done now. But I've got a handle on it. It's not tame, but I've got it on a leash. And that feels really good. And so what happened? Pitta decided to take over the space. So it's a bit like how I mentioned, I got all of the furniture out of the house and now I'm bringing things back in and I'm noticing, uh uh-oh, it's already starting to feel a little cramped. It's that kind of thing. Or, you know, I had this brand new phone with nothing on it and it's like, damn, it was amazing how quickly I got all of those apps on it and now it's already short on data. (laughs) Like, um, how did I do that so quickly? And what I'm realizing in all of this is that the enthusiasm I feel is, is big magic. It's great. It's wonderful. It's to be I, all kinds of gratitude. I shouldn't be scoffing at it or being upset at it. I'm too busy being, I'm too busy marveling at it. What a wonderful problem to have. I'm excited about my work. I mean, I'm almost in tears right now. I'm just, I can't believe I go to my work at the hospital and I get to teach classes on the things that I want to teach. I get to be creative and thoughtful uh, and I get to work with sensational people and I it feels like going to a second home. Then I come home and I get to do work that is, well, all, all of that and more. I get to work with highly sensitive people and introverts and creatives and I get to... to to connect with people from all over the world and, and I get to coach people one-on-one and, and give them a really deep dive sort of I give them my attention and they get and I get their attention and there's so much beauty in all of this but man there's a lot of heat <laughs> there's a lot of um I'm feeling the the first vestiges of burnout and it's far away so I've got plenty of time but wow that was fast when did that happen So anyway, I'm realizing in all of this that it comes down to pacing. It's it's a bit like I got really excited about the beauty in a marathon run and I started pushing myself and rather than, I don't know, jogging the nine miles an hour that I should, I went eight miles an hour, even seven and a half miles, or no, wait, Uh, rather than going, rather than a nine minute mile, it was an eight minute mile and then a seven and a half minute mile. So it's like I'm increasing the speed because I'm just so exuberant and excited and I'm here and it's a beautiful day and woo, this feels good. And and I'm on mile like eight out of 26.2. And I'm starting to feel like, uh-oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little winded. And then I look at my tracker and realize, oh, I'm going, I'm doing a seven minute mile right now. I have no business running that speed for 26 miles because my system isn't built for that or Maybe it is, but I haven't trained for that. I can't go that fast right now. I've got to dial it back. So the reason I bring this to you all, I mean, thank you for letting me vomit up all of my personal experiences. Uh, Appreciate you. You're awesome. But my hunch is that I'm not the only one. I think, because I keep hearing this, remnants of this from other highly sensitive people who have these conversations. A great example is Andy Mort, who... Uh, he he does these phenomenal projects and uh, he collaborates with other highly sensitive people and he's a musician and he's a writer. Like there's just, 
so much beauty he brings to the world. And occasionally, it's almost like it slips out in his podcast or in, in what he's saying. Like, oh yeah, I, whew, I just got done with this one and yeah, I think I bit off a little. He didn't say, he doesn't say the words I bit off more than I could chew, but there's a, a, that sense of overwhelm. He uses language that indicates that he took on a lot and he's realizing that he took on a lot and that it seems to be a pattern. And other highly sensitive people I know who are ambitious and who are curious and who are driven and who are, you know, enthusiastic about life, they do this. And I'm, I think it's kind of neat that we have this problem, that we're so excited about life that we get a little ahead of ourselves and we go a little farther or faster than maybe we should. To be clear here, there are some people who can go this fast and this hard for much longer than I, and maybe by extension, other highly sensitive people. I was reading a book by, oh dear, what's his name? Seth Godin? Uh, you'll have to forgive me. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. It might be Godin, but I think it's Godin. He wrote books. He's written a number of books. One of them is This Is Marketing, and the one I'm reading now is just called Tribes. And he's a fabulous writer. I really appreciate the content as well as the the, the way he writes and his expression because he writes with a level, with a kind of simplicity and ease that's very easy to, to uh, absorb. And it's very matter of fact, and there's a gentleness to him. Uh, I especially appreciate, because I listen to most of my books, and I especially appreciate that his voice is very sort of soft, and, and it, there's, there's nothing pushy about the way he writes or the way he, he messages things, and I, I like it. However, I, I hear the, he'll describe his experiences. Like He mentions in his book that he was on vacation, and someone noticed he was checking his emails. I guess he wasn't able to sleep, and so he got up and thought, ah, well, I'll check some emails. And someone commented, oh, isn't that so sad? You know, this poor man is on vacation and he can't even enjoy, you know, he can't disconnect. And his response internally was, well, frankly, I think it's a little sad that you have to take a two-week vacation from your life in order to escape the other 50. Whereas I love my job so much that it's a kind of escape when I can't sleep on my vacation. Both of those responses in my mind have a point. I think it's essential that we come alive. We, we go look for what it is that makes us come alive and we go do that and we find a way to spend as much time in that realm as we can. I don't think it's something that is good for us personally or rather it's not only good for us personally. I think it's imperative that we each do it individually because if all of us do that, imagine what the world would be like. If every single person you met was busy coming alive, imagine what that would feel like. If every person you met was like, man, I mean, no, life isn't perfect, but I'm so damn grateful for what I get to do every day. That would be pretty cool. You know, I'm not saying that we would all be rich or we would all, I'm not, that's not where I'm going, but I just mean, imagine if every one of us carved out the time to do something we love. That's, that would be awesome. Just saying. On the other hand, I love running. I love running. It's, in fact, I was doing a lot of intellectual work today. I had, I, <laughs> I got swag for some people that, uh, so I'm gonna be doing a workshop in person. Uh, I wanna test the waters out kind of a funky thing to do, right? For highly sensitive people, like, hey, introverts and highly sensitive people, come and hang out with me. 
but it'll be a fun experiment. Let's see if it ends up being something that's valuable. And so as a that what I want to gift to those who come to the workshop, ironically, the workshop is going to be on rest. <laughs> anyway, the, uh, the workshop, though, is going to include a bag that has the Healthy Sensitive logo on it and, and a notebook and, and a pen. It all has the logo on it. And so that way they've got the tools. And it's just really my way of saying, here's a gift to you. And thanks for coming to the workshop. And that took uh, a lot longer than I thought it would. I also got myself a brand spanking new notebook for uh, the office that I'm going to be in at work. And I got a new clock and you know, just things to beautify my workspace. And all of that was great, but it all took a lot of bandwidth. I had to buy things and I don't like buying things. <laughs> so anyway, I did all of that. And I thought I'm going to reward myself with a run. So I did. I went out and I ran and I like 10 or 12 miles. Remember when I talked to you about how all of this burning sensation is coming? Running is one thing that kind of helps me with that. Uh, it it soothes and the the fires, the flames. It like gives it um gives it an outlet. That's a good way of putting it. And I I ran really fast, and then I ran kind of slow, and then I walked, and then I ran, and then I walked, and I and then I got to a place where I'm like, all right, now I'm just gonna kind of go slow and steady, and slow and steady felt nice. And I was able to pace myself. I knew when I could push and when I could slow it down. And and while I was running, I thought, this is what I need to figure out how to do with all of the things I love so much in terms of my work. I've got to figure out how to pace my love of learning languages. I've got to figure out how to pace my love for the healthy sensitive and for the people that I'm trying to connect in the healthy sensitive. I've got to learn how to pace all of it. I've got to learn how to walk my talk, basically. And that kind of a shout out to Katie from the last episode. You know, I've got to learn how to gift myself with 10 hours in bed and two hours of downtime and exercise time and play time and connect time and, you know, eating healthy, nutritious foods and also working at the hospital and also coming up with creative ideas for online courses and also doing podcasts and also (laughs) having online communities and also, and it's like, oh, oh, this is a lot. This is a lot to, to try and balance. And so I don't have an answer for this. I wish I could say I did. And maybe you're kind of feeling irritated and put out because you went through all of this only to find out I don't have the answers. But I'm mostly just smiling because at least I have a general idea of where I need to go. I don't know yet how to pace all of this because this is new to me. I remember for a long time exercise was new to me. I no longer remember that sensation because it's, I think I've been involved in, in self-care and, and health coaching and all of that for well over a decade. And considering I'm, what, 33 at this point? God, more than a decade. Oh, geez, we're talking 15, 16 years. Oh, God, (laughs) it's already happening and I'm only 33. Um, So for at least half of my life, I've spent it trying to figure out and fine tune how to take care of this this spacesuit that I'm occupying. So I've gotten pretty good at being discerning about my personal physical health. Now I have to figure out how to do that with my passions, with my craft, with my work. And that's a cool problem to have, but it is nevertheless a problem. 
I don't know how to pace myself. I'm that person who like when you, when someone who starts off and goes to the gym and they work out like two hours because they're like, yeah, this feels great. And then the next day, because they haven't worked out in years, they're like, oh, oh, it hurts. It hurts so bad. I can't move. Why did I do that? And then they don't go to the gym for like two months. (laughs) That's what's starting to happen for me, or at least that's what did happen for a little bit. And whoa. I'm, I've got to re, like, I've got to get back into the space of beginner's mind. I am brand spanking new at balancing all of this. And I'm excited to balance it. And I'm, I'm also wondering if you, my dear listener, have this challenge as well. Do you notice for yourself that you have wild enthusiasms and, and that you maybe overcommit and that you might, I don't know, like you, you, you take on a bunch of projects only to realize, oh no, I took on too much, and then burn yourself out, making sure that you complete them all? Or are you pretty good at, at balancing? Uh, if you're really good at balancing all of the things you love to do, I would love to hear your secrets. I would love to hear your advice. And I know my listeners would also love to hear what you have to say. So if you want to share, I would... Be delighted to hear your thoughts. You can reach me at leah at thehealthysensitive.com. That's, uh, you can email me there. Love, love, love to hear from you. You can send a recording. If you send a recording, I will be happy to play it in the podcast. Um, you can just write a note. Hey, Leah, heard your podcast and here are some ideas for you. Just want to share them and I'm happy to share your name unless you tell me not to. Um, I'm putting this out to all of you because I feel like there are some things we do better when we do them together. And I, I, I want to pull from people who maybe have learned how to navigate this. And on the flip side, if you haven't learned how to navigate this, if this is a subject that you were kind of curious about yourself and you want to build more, um, you want to build more knowledge, you're, you're sort of maybe you're in the same spot I am. I really invite you to to follow me as I go through this bumbling, stumbling chaos of entrepreneurial, I don't know, enthusiasm. I keep using that word. Because I think it's really important to show, because I know I've mentioned this before, but we so often just see the before and the after picture, but we don't necessarily see all the work and toil and, and misery and strife that went into that before and after picture. And I kind of want to show you my mess. So I'm right in the middle of a mess. This is messy. I When you go on my website and you see all of the things I'm offering, they really are offerings. But, you know, I connected with people in person through my meetups and then had to tell some of them, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to need to take the weekend just for myself. I have work I need to get done. And I've got some alone time to recapture. I'm doing this podcast on a Sunday night at 9.30 in the evening when... I probably am going to need some downtime. I'm going to need all of that. and But I wanted to do it and I knew I wouldn't have time to do it tomorrow. So it's like, but I, but I made a commitment and I'm going to make this podcast and I want to do it every week and I love doing it. I, I mean, I guess you can tell because I've been jabbering at you for I don't know how many minutes straight at this point, but like 35 minutes straight. Um, but 
it's still messy. And you'll see that I offer courses and every month there's a new course, but it's never finished. And I don't want it to be. But I, I hope to get to a place where there's just this nice flow to it. Right now, there's not much flow. And I want to show and reveal all of my non-flowedness. I want to show to you what it looks like when a person is bumbling and stumbling around and going too fast on the treadmill and then sore the following day and then getting really excited one minute and then kind of exhausted the next. And I want you to see all of that so that if there's any part of you that wants to go and dare greatly and do something that feels like it's forcing you to be vulnerable. And maybe you're a little scared. Maybe you're scared of doing the thing you want to do because you're afraid that you'll take on more than you should because that's your nature. And then you'll overwhelm yourself and you'll end up, you know, kind of miserable and downcast and depleted of energy. Maybe you're afraid that you won't be able to do it all because you know yourself well enough to know that you're a perfectionist and you either do it right or you don't do it at all and you you don't want to disappoint people. Or maybe you're afraid of doing it because you think people are going to laugh at you. Well, maybe you don't want to do it because you think no one will care. Or maybe you're afraid to do it because you think too many people will care and will therefore criticize you for the things you do wrong. I hope you follow me and I hope that while you're tracking me, you're seeing all of these areas for improvement. I hope you're seeing my silly, playful, goofy, wild, messy, messy way of doing this. And you think, my God, I could do that so much better. Like, give me the mic, girlfriend. Like, back off. Let me show you how to do it. And I hope you think, well, if she's willing to put herself out there and she's not doing it all that great... What could I do? Because, I mean, she's doing it. And, you know, that's what I'm kind of hoping. I'm hoping that you see the, the chaos that is what I'm doing here. And you think, I can totally do better. Because I think you probably can. No, I know you can. And that's why when I'm, you know, when people ask me what it is that I do, I say, well, I'm, I'm a health coach. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a coach and I'm a, a collaborator. And they say, what does it mean to be a collaborator and a coach? Like, do you mean that you... I mean like you're coaching people in sports and I say no I'm I'm holding the space for people to to come alive to be their best selves and they of course generally are like yeah that's not helping <laughs> I say well I work with you know highly sensitive people I, I work with beatniks and creative at renegades and you know people who don't quite fit in the mold and who are trying to craft a life for themselves that fits them And, you know, because we highly sensitive people have so much to give. We are fabulously productive. We're not ninnies. I mean, no, sometimes we're ninnies, but we are capable of getting, forgive my, you know, pardon my language, but we can get shit done. We can get shit done in an hour that we can do in an hour what many people require three to four hours to accomplish. If, and this is an if, we are regulated We are cared for, we are fed, both physically, like as in there's food in our bellies, we get hangry people, and also emotionally, we've nourished ourselves with nourishing experiences. When we have taken care of ourselves, when our cup is full, we are beasts. We are creative avalanches. We are waterfalls of thought, and we are an entire universe of wonder. But when we don't take care of ourselves, we're just kind of a 
lump on a log, (laughs) where the mush and silt at the bottom of a very still, icky lake. We are... Well, we're just kind of sad. And my hunch is that you know that. You know what you're capable of, and maybe you're in a groove, or maybe you're not in a groove. Maybe... Maybe you're in a job that you hate, but at least you know it really well and it pays the bills, damn it, so don't bug me. But secretly you're yearning to write that novel. But you're just scared. You're scared because you don't know... You. It's not that you're afraid because you don't know what you're capable of. You're afraid because you do know what you're capable of and you don't know how other people will be able to hold the space for it. Do it anyway. I am. Like, if I can, you can. But the goal we have to keep in mind is we have to find a way to pace ourselves. And unfortunately, there aren't a lot of highly sensitive people out there who are putting their faces out in mainstream because we're highly sensitive people and we don't crave that necessarily. Um, But unfortunately, what that also means is we're not seeing in real time examples of people who have figured out how to live big, have a highly who are highly sensitive people. They're living their their best and most exciting lives that they can, but they're not but and they're doing it in a way that doesn't deplete them. They're doing it in a way that goes with the flow of their temperament rather than against the grain of it. We're going to have to figure out how to do that together. And I'm here for you if you want support with that. Whether you just want that in the form of an email, like if you have a question and you're just thought, yeah, you know, I just wanted to say I do have some ideas and I am a little scared and I just wanted someone somewhere to say, yes, do it. Please do it. Because <laughs> that's exactly what I'll tell you. Please do it. I don't care what the thing is that you're trying to bring into the world, what creative enterprise you want to bring forth. Do it. Because we need it. We need it desperately. This world needs us weirdos as goofs, <laughs> us highly sensitive people. This world also needs the unsensitive go-getters, but they're doing just fine. They, they are taking their spot. They're being celebrated. They're good. But they might not know that they need us. We know they need us. So, diatribe over, folks. As always, if you have questions or thoughts, comments, I love hearing from you. Again, go to leah at thehealthysensitive.com if you want to send me an email. You can also just contact me directly through my website, www.thehealthysensitive.com. And uh, if you want to share anything with me, or if, you know, I, I will, of course, keep it private if you want me to keep it private, and I will share it if you want me to share it. But anyway, that is all for today. I hope you have a fabulous week. Talk to you next week. Bye.